the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Boy, my goodness, is it a Monday or is it a Monday? Wow. Well, good afternoon, folks. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I also want to welcome everybody tuning in our live stream that we do on uh, Facebook during this time. And then also when we do breaking news and then we <coughs> have a little segment at night called Juan After Dark. It is your uh, faithful servant. It is Juan, the chosen Juan, as the people have dubbed me. It's the John DePietro Show. This portion of the program, you know, we, we in some ways needed a little bit of rain. And yesterday was probably one of the nicest days of the year. Right? Can we all agree on that? So light rain falling. If you're going to have some rain, Monday, Tuesday, not bad. And then dry the, uh, the rest of the week. But it's brought to you by, and I stopped in yesterday, and they were slamming PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Homegrown hanging pots still available, 10-inch, 12-inch. Also 14-inch moss baskets. You will not find anything this beautiful anywhere. Annual flats. Annuals, four inch, six inch, four inch pots, 12 inch potty, uh, patio pots, large selection of perennials, vegetables, herbs, trees, and shrubs, landscape materials, screen loom, mulch, dark pine, black hemlock, crushed stone. Stop it and see them. Make them your one stop shopping for home landscaping. It's Rhode Island's number one garden center, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688. Quaker Lane in North Kingston. You can also look for them on Facebook. And with Father's Day coming, they also have gift certificates available. It is PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Well, folks, again, good afternoon. And also to uh, everybody on Facebook Live, here I am. It is Juan. It is Flag Day on this uh, June 14th. And uh, those on Facebook, please share that you're watching. Make sure you click the like button. Folks, I always encourage you to, uh, by the way, you can also visit the shop on the website, petro.com. This is a great day. We have some nice merchandise in there. Pick up something that you like. Still delivering for Father's Day as well. And then also uh, visit the website. We have a story coming out on the voting situation of Rhode Island, which is a problem. It is without question a problem. But check it out. We'll have it later today. There's a lot of unique stories and video on the website, petro.com, which is brought to you by the Coesit Inn. Listen, stop in. Hey, this, this weekend, Father's Day. The Coesit Inn, 226 Coesit Avenue in West Warwick, Rhode Island tradition. Since 1977, they have restaurant and bar open daily, noon to 10 o'clock, full menu available. They do a great job there. The Coesit Inn, stop in and see them. Well, I want to start off. <coughs> Excuse me, folks. I apologize. Not a COVID cough. Um, with this story that the media has been uh, doing about in uh, Providence, and I think I think I think it's dangerous. And the reason I think it's dangerous is because of the way it's being framed as uh, notice now it's 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 a homeless encampment and they're not being described, which they are, which are trespassers. Instead, they're just people that are just trying to set up a community and set up a neighborhood. Excuse me, you're trespassing on private property. And Mayor Lorza went and met with them. And he's decided there has to be a more human approach to the. Listen, describe whatever you want to describe it. Providence homeless encampment ordered to leave empty lot. Now, before I play this story that the reporter, I, I would say, is trying to be sympathetic to them. Her name is Courtney Carter. Carter nothing against her. She re- reported for Channel 12. But then I noticed if anyone in Providence has seen this bag anywhere in the street, let me know. It has my daughter's initials on it. It's very unique. My bag was stolen out of my car by the homeless people while I was doing a report at Fuller and Wilson Street in Providence. My entire life is in it. Now, it's a beautiful bag. has the initials EDL. It looks like ivory with gold trim. So as she's, oh, look at these wonderful people. And they're planting a garden. As she's doing that, yeah, that's what they do. They steal everything. They're grifters. Okay, nothing's off limits. And then she also describes this person who ever stole a person's. Change all the contact numbers of my credit card profiles. They, I've been calling all my credit card companies trying to get, lo- and I'm, so I don't get locked out. 
She then writes, I was really upset about someone taking my belongings. Now I'm moved from anger to it is what it is. I'll never let that happen again. I filed a police report, see if anything comes back. If not, it'll be fine. Onward and upward. You know, it's it's not fine. Um, it is, um, it, it, it shouldn't have to have to be that way. But but why why try to hide it? That's what they do. You know, they may, you know, oh, we just, a lot of them, they, they steal anything. And there's a lot of opportunistic theft. Now, in this neighborhood where they set up the encampment, which which they, these people need to be removed. Like, what is happening? Are we going third world now? Can people just pitch a tent in your backyard? Can anyone just start tenting? You know, maybe all the parks should just be open. Whoever wants to stay there and live there. Is that where we're going? Homeless encampment was served an order Wednesday to vacate within 48 hours. And they should have moved them out of there. 15 homeless Rhode Islanders. Mini neighborhood. No, it's not a mini neighborhood. They're trespassing. Let me play for you the uh, story how it sounded on uh, Channel 12. Oh, there's the mayoral laws of visiting there. Mayor of Laws visits homeless encampment. It's like like he's pouring something unique. Yeah, listen to the birds chirping. Yeah. Yeah, they're trespassing. That's what it is. All right, let me play. I think this should be the uh, report. Oh, look. Oh, yeah, here's a shower. And here's our garden. You mean those four pots that have, like, weed growing out of them? Oh, is that the garden? Yeah, see that guy up the street? That bought that house? Yeah, he's got a garden, too. And you're ruining his property values. Here we go. Everyone, I'm Danielle Norris. So a waiting list, hundreds of people long, led to some people taking up residence at a Providence vacant lot. The city is saying that this situation is unsafe and that these people have to Stop leave. The but then- Hold on. How do you know that? Hundreds of people long have led people that wrong. I know, Danielle. Wrong. Who wrote that? Based on what? That's nothing to do with it. There could be no one on the list. They don't want to live in a shelter. They don't want to even, the state wants to put them up in a motel that they'd pay for. They don't want to live there. Why? Because you can't bring booze. You can't bring drugs. You can't bring animals. It has led them to, no, it hasn't led them anywhere. You know what homeless is? Homeless is, wow, look at that fire. It burned the people out of their house. It didn't lead them anywhere. They don't want to follow the rules. They don't want to work. One of them had been Demilia Matilda Almonte. She just does. That's the way she lives since she was 18. Now she's in her 30s. I don't know how to explain this. They don't want to work. They don't want to have to pay bills. They don't want to have to answer to anybody. So they just make do has led the people. No, it hasn't. Who are all these people in the waiting list? Do they have jobs? Are they looking for work? I, I don't agree with this story. Let me play the game. up residents at a Providence vacant lot. The city is saying that this situation is unsafe and that these people have to leave. Yes. But they and advocates for other people without homes say that they really have no other options. Reporter Kate Walsh is tracking the new developments for us this time. She's live in Providence now. And you know, we're live on Fuller Street, and you can see we're surrounded here by empty lots. But behind me, right behind those bushes, is where these people have been staying for almost two weeks now. Hold on. You, as you can see, we're surrounded by empty lots, meaning they should just let these people camp out there. Who cares about the people that bought homes in the neighborhood? There's empty space. They should just allow them to take it. There's about 15 people in there, and I just spoke with my colleague, Courtney Carter, who first covered this for us yesterday. She said, and what we've noticed, too, is that the vibe is different today. Tensions are high. This is eviction day. The city notified them on Wednesday that they had 48 hours to leave this property. and They're trespassing. Hopefully, the vibe would be different. The vibe is different. Really, a group of adults... Who just crash in on private property and set up tents. That, that's not a neighborhood. There's trespassing. <clears throat> regardless of circumstances. 
people came over to us and said we should probably leave. They said that, you know, it looks like they're going to be staying here regardless. The people here said they have nowhere else to go. And inside, they created a garden, a makeshift shower, as well as setting up tents here. And this is all at the corner of Fuller and Wilson Streets. Now, the city calls it unsafe. And 12 News also spoke with some neighbors who say they don't feel safe bringing kids to the park nearby now. It's not your land, homeless man. They can't take our land from us. You're trespassing. You don't own the property. Of course, no pushback. This is our land. And what is he, one of the Indians now? He can't take our land from us. You mean this lot that you, you just decided to crash onto? Is that your land? Do you, have, do you have a deed for that? Do you work? Do you pay bills? Everything's a handout? This is our land. They just can't take our land from us. That is not nice for our neighborhood. We have kids. We have three grandkids. We are not able to go to the park and play. They said a lot of bad words nighttime. They fight in the argument all night long. We never seen that happen in ours. This is a neighbor. You know that that this. this let me play this guy again. What do you mean? It's all at the corner of Fuller and options. Wilson Streets. Now, the city calls it unsafe. And 12 News also spoke with some neighbors who say they don't feel safe bringing kids to the park nearby now. They take away our land. That's they think they're going to take our land. This is our land. They can't take our land from us. That is not nice for our neighborhood. We have kids. We have Someone lives there. We are not able to go to the park. And can't play. go to the they park. Just about an hour ago, 12 News confirmed with the city of Providence, the mayor's office, that this property was abandoned some time ago and that the Providence Redevelopment Agency is in the process of trying to take ownership of it. But for right now, again, the city gave them notice that today would be the day they need to leave this property until things move forward. And we were told also that there... Hold on are several people in this whole area looking to find a place to stay. It's not just these 15 who are homeless and, and have nowhere else to go right now. So it's an ongoing issue, and this is raising awareness of it in our area now. Live in Providence, I'm Kate Walsh. 12. You know, all of those people, that is so unfair to the people in the neighborhood. <clears throat> and the way, look at this, we even have an outdoor shower. I, I, I don't care if you have an outdoor kitchen. So you, you're... You're not supposed to be there. You're trespassing. However they want to frame this. Rhode Island Coalition End Homelessness speaks on the... They're not trying to end homelessness. If they end homelessness, then these people don't have any type of organization. How about that guy? You're not taking our land. You don't own the land. And by the way, that that lot, someone could take it, could build some housing there. They have nowhere else to go. Well, when you don't work... And you live in a tent and you want everything for free. I would imagine then you don't have anywhere to go. What a disgrace. And then Alorza caved, right? He caved and now they're going to be able to. They're afraid to kick them out. What do you mean they have nowhere to go? I, no, that's their plan. Their plan is we'll sleep and go wherever we can. They don't want to go to a shelter. This is the Rhode Island Coalition of Homelessness. This is a group of people that have preconceived prejudice from all facets of social service. These folks are are seen as less than human, and they have a community here. They have folks that, that see them and hear them and really value their voices. So having a sense of community and then having a whole group of advocates to back them up is so important to them when they have nowhere else to go. That folks aren't out here actively working with folks and engaged in the case management. There's just simply nowhere to put them. We have about 600 people waiting to get into shelter. And it was, you know, we have to decongregate congregate shelters due to COVID and and virus guidelines. So I believe statewide, you know, we lost a a cumulative 146 beds. So if there's 146 less beds, there isn't anywhere to put people. 
And so, yeah, so we want to advocate for people to go to shelter and, and to go to, to hotels. Of course, we don't want folks living outside, but the main solution is, is housing. You know, the state offered to put them up at hotels. And what do they say? No. So this business of, you know, they have nowhere to go. They just, you know, what are their options? I like that guy. You're not taking our land. What is this, finders keepers? Here we go. Encampment in Providence was served in order to vacate notice by the city to leave within 48 hours. But they're saying they have nowhere else to go. This comes as neighbors are also divided on having members of that encampment on their street. Told news reporter Courtney Carter went to the encampment today and has more details. Courtney? Well, I was given a tour of that homeless encampment by members of the community that live there. And they say they are doing nothing wrong, just trying to survive. They're trespassing on private land. Almonte says she has been homeless since she was 18. Now 31, this is the most community she has ever felt. Can I just address, there's something wrong. She's 31, she's been homeless since she's 18. Can we just agree that she may prefer that lifestyle? It's not everything it's cracked, people, you know, cracked up to be. But at the same time, her time is her own. She gets to come and go as she please. She has no, I'm sure, there's no job. There's no real responsibility, right? It's a little bit of like a Peter Pan syndrome. But the problem, all of that is fine, except they just start now camping wherever they want to camp. Wherever they want to go and, and set up, they claim that's now I like that guy. You're not taking our land. <laughs> what is this? Possessions, nine-tenths of the law? You're, you, see, we planted a garden. No, you're in a parking lot that isn't yours, and you set up tents, and now it's time to leave. Been in a baby temporarily, but it's home for now. Almonte and 14 others have created a neighborhood of their own on this lot on Fuller and Wilson Avenue in Providence. They have a community-created shower. And you just... An eating area and have started a garden. Come get to know the people that stay here. Their stories deserve to be heard. But Almonte says no one is listening. Showing me this letter in order to vacate by the city she was given Wednesday. The city is giving them 48 hours to leave the lot. Almonte says the lot was empty when they found it. A Rhode Island homeless outreach coordinator says currently there is nowhere else for all of them to go. We have let them live at your house. Apparently, there's someone in the neighborhood lets them shower there. The mayor's office about this and in a statement they said the current situation at the encampment along Wilson Street is unsafe for the people living there. The city is working with social service providers to offer them safe, stable shelter in the neighborhood. And while some neighbors support the encampment. Can't just throw people out on the street. They, you know, they have tents here. At least they have something. Others want. Now hold on. That's Alex Morris. I don't even think he lives there. And if he wants, he can take them all in. Some neighbors, no, he's not a neighbor. He's an activist. Who, if it was up to that guy, they'd have people living all over. The real people that live in the neighborhood, they don't like it. They're working poor. They're trying to improve the neighborhood. What do you think happens to the value of their home? They can't take their children to the park. They're up arguing all hours of the night. There's all kinds of things going on. Homeless encampments also bring rats and crime. Well, then why don't they go live in your yard, Alex? People talking, talking, be nice. I don't know. I got a lot of people coming there. I don't want them, but they have this right. I don't want them. We are not able to go to the park and play. They say a lot of bad words nighttime. They fight in the argument all night long. We want them to move out there as soon as possible. Now, I reached out to who was listed on the document. The reporter that filed the story, her handbag was stolen, unfortunately, while she was doing the story. Um, but again, the, what about how is that fair to the people that live in the neighborhood? And you know who can afford to stay up all night long arguing? People that don't have to go to work the next day. People that don't pay bills. People that don't show any element of responsibility. But I am telling you, and we discussed it last hour with Justin Katz. And again, folks, good afternoon at 1225. It's Sean DePetro. I am telling you, this is, there is now, at no point do they even mention the word trespassers. They are. They're trespassing. It's not their land. Well, when we found it, it was an empty lot. I love that. I like that guy. Well, it's our land now. Folks, this portion of the John DePetro Show is brought to you by J. Perry Paving. 
Call them today. J, letter J, J Perry Paving. Provide high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service. 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating, patios, general masonry projects. Letter J, J Perry Paving. Free estimate any project. Residential, commercial, seal coating, patios. Call them today, 401 Letter J, J. Perry Paving. And remember, they're licensed and insured contracting company committed to meeting their clients' needs no matter how big or small. Their experienced skill team produce exceptional driveway asphalting. Letter J, J. Perry Paving. They specialize in laying brand new asphalt paving, removal, repair, resurfacing. J. Perry Paving. Gladly travel to your location, evaluate the work needed, provide you with a free estimate. And remember, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway, J. Perry Paving. Check out the benefits. Affordable of asphalt, affordable, smooth, sick to drive on, aesthetically appealing. Asphalt can be recycled, reused. Call them for a free quote. And there's no one better with veterans than J. Perry Paving. Call them 732-1730-401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Right now it's 1226, <coughs> excuse me, on this uh, Monday, and it's Flag Day right here on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always uh, listen online at the website, petro.com but i've noticed the it's not your imagination as far as and by the way and there's the thing of the i feel bad for the reporter you know i mean you don't buy into the whole thing of the oh yeah this is like community it's like a commune you know yeah we're all friends here and everything listen most of them are drug addicts or there's something wrong with someone that says i'll just pitch a tent and sleep on the street and i'm not saying by the way i i'm not going along with this element of that it's mental illness. I don't, to me, I don't think that's what it is. I think it's just more, there are people, and as Justin Katz said last hour, the easier you make it, if you start to make it acceptable, people start to say, you know, all right, so January, February are tough months, but if you can make it to then, then, you know, the good weather's here. Um. It's a problem. And Rhode Island has to decide whether or not it's going to become the way. Look at the West Coast. Type in on Google homelessness in L.A., homelessness in San Francisco, homelessness in uh, San Diego. California is overrun with homeless, especially L.A. and San Francisco. So Mayor Alorza visited the encampment on Wilson Street. Pledged to come up with a compassionate solution. As of right now, we're not going to send the police in. We're not going to move them. This business of a long-term solution, uh, you're thinking of people, there are plenty of jobs available. All of those people, think of this, today could get a job at a restaurant if they wanted to. What do you do with people who they don't want to work? They could work. I'm not saying it's the most glamorous job, but it's a day's work. You get paid. You could have your own apartment. They don't want to work for different reasons. Portable toilet, community garden. Saitos was a table, sunshade umbrella. Alorza sat 45 minutes. He met with them. He's known the family for a long time. That's not a fix, evicting them. This is not even being serious about a fix. We would just be putting more people out on the street. The people who are staying there question whether the city even has the authority to offer them off the property. Fifteen people are at the encampment, which has prompted complaints from neighbors. Tina Cromar, previously dealt with homelessness, lives nearby. We're going to have a barbecue for them over the weekend. People there haven't caused any problems. They're welcome to. Listen, they're trespassing. The people in the neighborhood have a right to live in an area that doesn't have a homeless encampment at the end of the street. There are more than 600 people on a shelter waiting list right now. I I don't know. I don't think I believe that. Peer them up. Get jobs. 
homelessness has increased in the last year. More people living outside, in cars, other places. Because, and I'm telling you right, it's because it's becoming more acceptable. There's more things springing up. You can go and take a shower. You can go get a free meal. You can go and get a free cell phone. You can get an EBT card. There are people setting up provisions. As more people say, hey, it's not great, but it beats working. And plus I can do whatever. They're they're making it easier for them. Um, President Biden has sent plenty of funding down to the states that should go to the homeless people. Some neighbors have raised concern. Describe the neighborhood as working poor. Situation should pit people against one another when they're all struggling. The only enemy here is poverty. You see people pointing fingers at each other. Poverty is the enemy. Excuse me. You have some people who are working. You have some people who are trying to have a piece of property and a home. You have other people who are taking advantage of that and living at the end of it. The people in the neighborhood have every right to say, I don't want those people living at the end of my street. Among those raised concerns, Roberto Luna, whose roots in, the, roots in the area date back to 1980. He owns property on Wilson Street. One of his tenants has allowed a person staying at the encampment to shower in his unit. Oh, I thought they had an outdoor shower. He doesn't have a problem with that. They have compassion for the people. But he said they're still concerned about it. Yeah, a group tried to go to City Hall. Couldn't get a meeting with the mayor. So he went to Harris, who responded. Now think of this. People who are taxpayers, who own homes, live on the street, they go to City Hall. They can't get a meeting with the mayor. The people who are trespassing at the, quote, encampment, who just take over a vacant lot. Alorza goes and meets with them for 45 minutes. How is that fair? How is that equity? Luna said, I just hope they do something for these people. We're in America. There's plenty of money out there. Let's help these people find somewhere decent they can live. You have to want that. You have to want to, listen, you have to work. Everyone has to, you know, carry their own weight, earn their keep, so to speak. Luna described the area's working class, immigrant neighborhood. Many people there do not speak English as their primary language. And some are frustrated situation, sanity, sanitation, noise, now concerned about the lack of concrete action. If they build houses there, we won't have a problem with our new neighbors. But you can't have a tent city in your neighborhood. Would you want a tent city in front of your house? How would you feel about that? He's exactly right. The answer is no. But they're trying to shame them. They shouldn't pit neighbor against neighbor. You're not. If someone moves into your backyard and then they say to you, you know, we shouldn't pit neighbor against neighbor. I would say time out. Excuse me. You're not my neighbor. You're trespassing in my backyard. What is wrong with these people? And I mean the people that are trying to defend them. Oh, I'm going to have them over for a barbecue. Oh, yeah, sure. Use my house to shower. Excuse me. What is this? But see, they flip it. What's the matter? Don't you have sympathy for your fellow man? How selfish are you? That's a human being for crying out loud. How dare you criticize the... That woman has been homeless since she's 18. Do you get the sense that maybe she doesn't want to get a job? Well, the city has to figure something out for them. Why? Why does society have to figure out something for them? There are jobs available. There's a worker shortage. The shelters are supposed to be temporary. They're offering these people that the government will, for free, go stay and live in a motel. I don't want to live in a motel. Whatever happened to beggars can't be choosers? This is our land. Uh, No, it is not your land. (coughs) Folks, excuse me. This portion of the John DePietro show, I, I, I just don't understand, but it's not your imagination. The media is shifting. In the past, there would have been more of a focus how it's unfair to the people in the neighborhood. But the focus now has become, look at that. They have an outdoor shower. They have a table. They call that the kitchen. Remember WKRP, Les Nesman had the invisible office, right? You were supposed to stand and like knock. That's what that is. See that table over there? That's our kitchen. 
See those pots over there with some weeds growing? There's our garden. And there's the, can you imagine? Maybe I'll go and ask for a tour. There's our, there's the shower area. There's the spa. You know, what, what are those two bricks over there? Oh, that's the gym. <laughs> oh, you can see the homeless people lifting weights, right? Oh, what's that? I, is that a hose? Well, the, no, that's the pool. I mean, they have tremendous imagination. I'll give them that. But sometimes heavy drug use over an extended period of time can lead to that. Uh, Hey, what are those? Are those magazines and newspapers? Excuse me, that's the library. Oh. Huh, is that a map over there? That's the map room. Oh, I see see somebody purchased some bottled water. Uh, Excuse me, that's the kitchen. Now, the guest room is right over there in the corner. See the tent that says a big G on it? That's, that means guest. Folks, remember, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today, 732-6562. 732-6562. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Explore their services. Plumbing, heating, and cooling. Now it's Monday. Let's just say you are having a plumbing problem or a heating problem or a cooling problem. Things have cooled off. Call R.E. Coogan and Heating. Maybe you're thinking about central air. It's going to be a hot summer. Call them today, 732-6562, 732-6562. Look for them on Facebook, R.E. Coogan and Heating. And also their website is recooganheating.com. Remember what Coogie says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan Heating, 732-6562. I think it is, um, folks, good afternoon. I think it is wildly unfair to the people in that neighborhood. And the fact that the media is even portraying them as, you know, they're being kind of selfish. You know, some of the neighbors, imagine, yeah, we're going to have a barbecue for the people that have crashed into our neighborhood who are now living at the end of the street. Yeah, that ought to bring up property values. Imagine you save, you buy a home. Now, this is also where they are taking advantage of a lot of the illegals. A lot of people who are in the the country, especially in the city illegally, they hesitate. Notice not a lot of non-English speaking people on the street. They hesitate to contact the authorities and contact the police. And the people there, they know that. And they take advantage of that. And all the name calling and staying up all night and arguing, yeah, because they're like zoned out on drugs or they're drunk or they're high or they're doing whatever. Folks, remember, uh, check out the website, petro.com And one of our sponsors is Soul, S-O-L-E, Soul Source Restoration. Now, listen, when they finally clean this crew out, they're going to need to call Mike Seepy and his crew at Soul Source, S-O-L-E, Soul Source Restoration. They clean and disinfect residential and commercial properties. Call for a free quote today, 712-2700, 712-2700. It's Soul, S-O-L-E, Soul Source Restoration. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. I do. I sympathize with the people that live in that area. And there's been a sea change. I mean, Alorza should have done his job. And should have cleaned them out of there. But he didn't. He caved to, you know, these poor people. What do you mean? Well, first of all, like we said, there's a job for those that want it. Life presents you opportunity. But there are people there. That's Look what happened in California, where it's becoming more and more acceptable that you don't have to go and get to work. We'll take care of you. I also want to play. This is Mayor Lorza about the uh, teachers. The teachers union in his city to task. You know, again, it's a system that um, serves serves adults at the expense of kids. Um, During a taping of newsmakers, Alorza called for breaking the union contract, which he says hurts school kids. Target 12 investigator and newsmakers host Tim White is here now with the details. Mayor Jorge Alorza lauded the pick for the interim superintendent in Providence, Dr. Javier Montañez, who was announced earlier this week. But Alorza claims whoever runs the school district will have their hands tied. There is not a human being alive that's going to be able to turn around this district with the existing contract. That is just the reality. Two years ago, the state took over the failing Providence Public School District. Mayor Jorge Alorza says he's frustrated. The state has yet to use its powers to try and unilaterally reform the teachers' union contract. 
But it's been about two years and still there's been zero progress on reforming this contract. Alorza has been here before. In 2018, the Providence Teachers Union was a constant presence at his events, including shouting him down at his State of the City address. I'm coming together! The protests came after negotiations between the city and union stalled that year. The most powerful entity has been the Providence Teachers Union. So at some point, you know, when we look at the failing district and who's responsible, who's accountable for, you know, we just have to acknowledge that they hold all the leverage. And thank him for stepping in and taking on this. At the announcement of the interim superintendent in Providence earlier this week, Governor Dan McKee was asked if he was willing to try using a state law to overhaul the contract as called for by Elorza. We're not ready. We're not ready to do that. The Providence Teachers Union has said they would sue the state if it attempted to do what Alorza is asking for. With the Target 12 investigators, Tim White, 12 News. And, uh, you know, that's one thing that I actually do agree with him on. And again, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. It's 1241 on this Monday. You know, I, I received a good email. And you, if you want to, if you would like to send me an email. Good afternoon, everyone. It's 1241. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. If you want to send me an email, go to the website, DePietro.com, and then you just click on Contact John. Karen says, why are we paying taxes? Someone has to own the land, go after them to kick them out. Well, the land is in some kind of dispute with the city. I'm not exactly sure what to... um, what to make of that, but she's exactly right. This can't be allowed, but it's not your imagination. There are more provisions being made that people are just gaming the system. And a lot of the homeless advocates, think about it. They, if you really solved homelessness, they wouldn't have an organization anymore, right? So, some people get very upset, and I've taken on and heard from, how dare you say people choose to be homeless, blah, blah, blah. But the fact is, they, their actions lead them to a path of homelessness. And a big part of it is they don't want to work. I have, where I really got an education on the homeless folks was when I lived in New York City for nine years. And actually, on the block, on my block, when I first lived, the first three years in New York, which was in the Upper West Side, I actually got to know some of them. And one of them, I still, I talked about him in the past, but Eugene, one time Eugene even said, he was talking to this woman, and I was inside of, you know, and listen, he was a nice enough guy, and you'd get to know them, there was the same people, and they sleep in the morning and then they're up during the day and they take a little nap and then they're up all night. They're out all night because that's the dangerous time. And sometimes they're jumped and they, it can be dangerous. But I, I even said to him, uh, he was talking to some woman and I said, who's that woman? And he said, that's my son's mother. So I'm thinking now here it is. Now he's even, he has even has children. When it was Eugene, when it was very cold, when it was like freezing, he would go to his sister's, uh, he had a sister lived in Queens, and she'd let him sleep in a sleeping bag, asleep on the couch, and shower there. But only like when it was really, really like zero out. Uh, but besides that, they'd be free all day. They would stand and panhandle. Um, <clears throat> there were restaurants that he used to go to, and he would do odd jobs like at the end of the night. Restaurants that would put their tables out for, you know, curbside dining on the sidewalk for dining. He there was some restaurant would pay him not a lot, but like five bucks and he'd put the tables and chairs back. So he'd go there at night and work out a couple. Plus, he'd panhandle. And then with uh, with New York City, there was opposite side of the street parking. And you had to move your car and maybe you weren't ready to move your car. So what Eugene would do is if you would pay him a couple bucks, he'd sit in your car. Now, they don't ticket you if you're sitting in your car. They only ticket you if your car is still there. So you had to move your car by 8 o'clock. So I'll admit, I even I did a couple of times. It was like a summer morning, and I'd driven back, and I wasn't 
ready to leave at 8 o'clock, so it's quarter of, and everyone else is moving. And so I give him the keys. I he, he basically lived in the neighborhood. He lived cardboard box at the Dakota. And, you know, slide him a couple. It's better than a ticket. And he would sit in the car, and then I was ready to leave. Then I'd go. And if there was someone in the car, then they wouldn't get ticketed. So he would find different ways. He had no interest seemingly in a full-time type of job. Um, and nice enough guy. You know, he didn't shower every day, but he'd grab a shower. He knew where he could use the restroom. Uh, there were people that were sympathetic to him. He hustled. And, you know, they would drink. And then I even one time saw him with, I think, that woman who was the mother of his son. Um and now, I mean, that was years ago. I remember there was another one, I forget his name, that I used to see. And he'd, he'd go out to the Hamptons in the summertime. They'd, like, go where the crowds were. Like, ah, oh, forget the city. It's too hot. It's too, it's too, no way. I go out to Long Island in the summertime. And then they come back. When everyone comes back in the, you know, they'd be there in the spring and in the fall. Um, folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, right now, it is 1246 on this Monday. And I want to appeal if there's someone listening right now that maybe you or someone in your family or a friend, if you were in a motorcycle accident or an auto accident or a slip and fall or a workplace injury, listen, you are entitled to be compensated for your injuries. You need Jack Calvino. Call today. Free consultation. 401-785-9400. 401-785-9400. Or online. Fightbackcalljack.com. Again, if you were in an auto accident or a motorcycle accident or a slip and fall or workplace injury, call the fighter, Jack Calvino. He'll fight for you. 401-785-9400. Think of this. He has over 50 years personal experience, over 100 years total combined staff. Call the fighter. Jack, you need a fighter. Jack Calvino, take down this number, free consultation, fight back, call Jack, 401-785-9400. If you were involved with an auto accident, workplace injury, slip and fall, remember what they say, fight back, call Jack, 401-785-9400. So this situation again in Providence, what I think is interesting about it is that a lot of people are seeing this. This is how this stuff starts to spread. If you allow a homeless encampment to stay, and right now it is, this is also part of the problem uh, when you have someone like an Alorza who's trying to, um, you know, he wants to, he's going to run for governor. Mayor allows Wilson Street tenant encampment to stay put. The city has given a reprieve to the tenant encampment, 72 Wilson Street. West End leaders search for housing options, 15 people. Why do they have to? Can you imagine where they're just like, hey, you have to find a place for me to live. You have to find a place for me to live. You have to find a place for me where I'm going to then, um, where I'm going to eat. The city, you have to take care of me. I mean, that's really what we're talking about. And that, think of that. How many people listening right now? How how just th- this is completely broken that this is going on in this way, that they are city gives West End tenant cam and a reprieve. We're going to have a compassionate approach. We're going to have a compassionate approach, um, says Mayor Alorza. Again, I come down. I my sympathy is for the people of the neighborhood. The people of the neighborhood who are trying to do their best to, you know, they be a homeowner um, and do their best to mayor allows. Let me just pull up the story in this. Mayor allows. um, Bear with me, folks. Mayor allows Wilson Street. All right. I think I'm going to pay a visit over there. Make sure if you do, you got to lock your door. City is West End Tent Encampment. We're going to have a compassionate approach. We're not going to put them out on the street because this is going to push them out on the street. Originally, the city was going to order them off the site. 
we're going to work to find a short-term, mid-term, and long-term solution for the residents. I gave them my word. We're going to work with them. We're going to be compassionate. These are humans. What about the neighbors on Wednesday? Providence police delivered notices saying you got to vacate the property in 48 hours. Said contact House of Hope. You all have cell phones. Um, she's the mayor of the tent city, Matilda Amonti. Mayor offered, they offered to put them up in a shelter or hotel. The current situation is unsafe for the people living there. The city's working with social services to provide them a safe place. Now, this woman, Matilda, the self-proclaimed mayor, has offered to put them in a shelter, spend three weeks at a hotel. I told them no. How can that be a long-term solution? It's a Band-Aid. It's a short-term solution of problem. It's going to resurface three weeks from now. She said in a TikTok statement. Oh, she's on TikTok. The, and I love this, how the media, they've built gardens, constructed a makeshift shower, arranged for a portable toilet to be located. Some of its residents have been living in the cemetery and under overpasses. Almonte lived in an RV parked in Elmwood Avenue until it burned in April. Almonte, the mayor now, said the mayor had asked that they not add more residents to the site. But they had a policy of not turning anyone away. But a lawyer said he's been fielding complaints from the neighbors would continue to monitor the encampment. He said it seems to be safe, but the city would not tolerate any crime. Well, what about the report from Channel 12 on a handbag stolen? What we're seeing here is the house of the, of the face of the housing crisis. No, what you're seeing is trespassers. He said he expects to see a lot more people facing homelessness and housing insecurity. There's a lot we need to do. As of last Sunday, 657 Rhode Islanders were on a waiting list for shelter beds, according to um, sociology professor Pisu, who tracks that. Last month, 390 people were living in places not meant for human habitation. Another 200, 250 were living in hotels with state assistance. Aloysius said the property is owned by the bank and the city's trying to take ownership of it. Well, again, see, part of the problem is there are some of the people in that section of the city, they, they like this whole thing. And I know that some people don't like hearing that, but it makes them feel good because then they are really doing, they, they're a superior human because they are helping so many people. That is, and I am telling you, that is just the way they think. It is, I'm telling you. Hey, folks, I want to remind you now, with all this rain that we've had, you know, we've had some extreme temperatures from from uh, rain to the heat that we had. And you do notice outside, I'm willing to bet that outside some of your property or your workplace, that you have some of that uh, green algae and moss that is growing. If you want to get rid of, as I call it, the dreaded green stuff, you want to contact Jared uh, they will remove it. Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Contact him today. By the way, they have um, the before and afters for Bethel are just tremendous. And you can text him for a free estimate. But check out their Facebook page. Bethel Certified Soft Wash Power Wash. It's so impressive. And the before and afters, and whether it is a fence or a building or the side of your you know, your home or whatever the surface may be, it's going to look so much better when you get rid of, uh, but you don't want to damage the surface. That's why it's Bethel certified soft wash. And Jared does just such a tremendous job. I get the nicest email from people that say, Juan, thank you for telling us about Bethel soft wash. You can um, contact him a free same day text estimate at 401 617-2585, 617-2585, Bethel Certified Soft Wash. By the way, he has a great website. It's RhodeIslandSoftWashing.com. RhodeIslandSoftWashing.com. The before and afters are just really terrific. Contact Jared today. Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Free same-day text estimate. You take a photo of the surface, text it to him, and then boom. 
I mean, where do you see once he's done? 401-617-2585, 617-2585. You can find him on Facebook, Bethel, B-E-T-H-E-L, or also the website is RhodeIslandSoftWashing.com. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John. Here I It's uh, the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is DePietro.com. Once you're there, visit the website if you want to get a hold of me. You know, is it my imagination? Are people just becoming unglued? How about there was two arrested road rage incident where they pulled out a hatchet? This was yesterday at a McDonald's over near Coventry. What is wrong with people? People are absolutely losing their mind. Now, Mayor Alorza, he was on, uh, did an interview with Channel 12 on Friday. I'm going to play some of that next hour. Uh, but is it's not your imagination that more and more people are just, do you notice, like, things are just, I, I think, I don't know what it is. I think part of it is the pandemic, but people are just, and you see the fighting on the on the airplanes and at the airports. People are definitely becoming a little, they become unglued pretty fast. And this started as like a road rage incident with two brothers on 95 they start following them, and then they pull out an, an, an axe and smash the back window. And over what? I mean, is it, did, did somebody really feel that they had been cut off or some way? Like, I don't, like, what are we talking about? What is warranting that type of reaction? The reaction that people are presenting, it, it just doesn't match up. People have got to chill out a little bit. Um, also, by the way, the... Uh, the squad is in the news, and we have an update with the the situation in South Kingstown, where talk about a Friday afternoon news dump. Boy, everybody missed it. Almost everybody missed it. But I'm going to talk a little bit about it um, next hour. It turns out that it was the superintendent. The superintendent was the one that leaked the names of those children, which is just disgraceful. You have Biden overseas. President Biden appears to confuse Libya and Syria three times during his remarks at the G7 summit. Folks, this is someone who cannot, he cannot do a press briefing without everything mapped out. Uh, And it's becoming more and more obvious as he is overseas. And, you know, I, I like the way that President Trump was rocking the boat uh, with certain countries overseas because when you think about it, and he called it, you know, he called it out. It is unfair that we, the United States, other countries were not paying their fair share uh, when it came to certain things. And where President Trump was really right, folks, what it also comes down to is just the situation with the virus and how it originated. And it turns out he was right. It escaped from the lab. Um, more and more the things that President Trump had insisted on and that people were just anti-Trump. He was right. He was right. He also had said, you know, you can't always be bashing the police. We need the police. Otherwise, we're going to have a problem trying to find people to be law enforcement. And that is a problem. That is a problem. Hey, I want to remind you on this rainy Monday, if you're in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body. Now, if you're listing right now on AM 1380 or 99.9 FM, if you, friend, member of your family, if you're in an accident, call West Fountain Auto Body. Located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Call Kenny, 272-3340. 272-3340. They will repair your vehicle, showroom-like condition. If you're ever in an accident, small dent to nearly totaled vehicle, depend on West Fountain, 401 272-3340. It's John DePietro. Here's what we're going to do. Folks, we're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. We have another full hour go. The power hour is next. I'm going to more on the homelessness, more on Mayor Lorza, by the way, and a lot more on the Biden trip overseas. Next hour is radio only, AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is DePietro.com. Right now, let's get the latest with the 1 o'clock news.